Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Welcome back to the Activate Podcast, a ministry of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and joining me today is Pastor Ryan, our Next Steps Pastor for JCI. Uh, this past Sunday, we had the opportunity, Ryan, to share a message at both of our campuses, and it's a it's in our series called My Dysfunctional Family, Learning to Love Difficult People, and our message really focused on the importance of having a spiritual family. So Ryan, the big idea of our, our message this past Sunday was, was this, that there is a season in your life when your spiritual family becomes your local family. W- would you take a moment and share with our listeners today what a spiritual family is, and, and what are some of the reasons and seasons in our life that we we may need to turn to a spiritual family. Yeah, it's good to be back on the the podcast. Of course, uh, it's good to be on with you. As uh, you know, you've been part of my spiritual family for a long time. So uh, a spiritual family is one of the most powerful tools that God designed. Uh, We we see them clearly uh, in the book of Acts, uh, Acts chapter 2. Today we call them small groups or or serve groups here at JCI. Uh, Many churches call them a variety of things, uh, but they're so important in the body of Christ. Uh, this spiritual family or group of Christian friends meets on usually on a weekly basis for for support, for care, spiritual strength and encouragement. Man, what a tool, right? Every one of us needs that. So, so God sets this up in Acts chapter two, and as we read further into Acts, it's evident God knew that persecution would come. We see that in Acts chapter six. Uh, the followers of Jesus had to flee across the region because of persecution, and and this would no doubt create distance between biological families. In many cases, because of extreme persecution, if you remember, Saul's running around killing Christians, sure. so um, either part or all of someone's biological family was maybe killed for following Jesus. Uh, so these created a season in the life of these early Christians where they're spiritual family became their local family. Uh, and with their local family gone, dead, or, or far away, right, if they had to flee, they, they needed the support, care, and, and spiritual strength and encouragement of a spiritual family. Now, rarely today is this the case, at least not here in America. There are places ac- uh, around the world where there is a lot of persecution, right. and, and people rely heavily on their spiritual family because their their family's been killed for their faith. Uh, but there are seasons in our life when we're separated from our biological family, right? You get married, you move away from home, mm-hmm. uh, you you left for college, you moved away from your family, you took a job in another city, and your your group of family is now far away from each other. In some cases, uh, sadly, right, we have people that are estranged from their family. Sure. So, you know, you're no longer living anywhere close to your biological family, or you're disconnected relationally, so you have this real need for these important families, these spiritual families. So, uh, you know, Brandon, let's let's talk about the significance of a spiritual family, more specifically the the purpose of a spiritual family, and let's right. let's start with the why. Why is it so important that we have a spiritual family? Well, you know, at JCI we have a really simple purpose statement for small groups, or as we're calling them today, spiritual family. It's simply this, to make friends and grow spiritually. Um, Ryan, you know this, but uh, uh, but we were never designed to go through life alone. Uh, we were built for a community. 
Um, one of my favorite passages on this is John chapter 10. Jesus talks about being the good shepherd. Remember that passage where he talks about being the good shepherd and we are his sheep. And in John 10, 10, we have two very d- distinct perspectives. Jesus wants to come and give us life, give us life to the fullest, but Satan desires to take our life. So how does Satan try to take our life? Well, if you look a little bit further in that passage, John chapter 10, verse 12, we see one of the tactics that Satan uses. It says in John 10, verse 12, it says, the wolf attacks and scatters the flock. Um, A pack of wolves will hunt their prey by trying to isolate the flock, to try to get the sheep or whatever they're trying to attack by themselves. Why? Because we're weakest when we're isolated. Uh, a single sheep is is easier to attack than the whole flock in and of itself. So one of the, enem- one of the enemy's greatest tactics is to make us feel like we're all alone, to make us feel like we're isolated, to make you feel like you are the only one experiencing what you're going through right time. But a healthy spiritual family will prevent you from feeling alone. More importantly, I think a spiritual family will will challenge you to look more and more like Jesus. Um, Ultimately, our goal in our spiritual journey is to look more and more like Jesus each and every day in how we behave, how we respond, how we treat others. We want to look more like Jesus, and and I believe a healthy spiritual family will challenge you to do that. Um, my Monday evening men's group does this for me. Uh, my Monday evening men's group is my is is my spiritual family. Um, these guys are a part of my life. We we open uh, open up our lives to each other. Uh, we just wrapped up reading a book called Divine Mentors, which is just a great book, um, inspiring all of us to just to more passionately read the Bible and not only read it but to apply it into our lives. Uh, these guys help me stay accountable to the discipline of reading my Bible, and and they help me stay accountable to being a better father, to being a better husband, to being a better friend. So in short, uh, my men's group, my spiritual family on Monday nights, we, we inspire and challenge each other to look more like Jesus. And I think ultimately that's the that's the goal of a spiritual family, to look more like Jesus. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, and so we understand the importance, and I and I agree, and I've got those things in my life, and it has encouraged me so much. But what what would you say to the person who would like to have a spiritual family? How do you how do you go about getting into a spiritual family? So so I've been in ministry long enough to understand that not everyone finds it easy or natural to make friends, like to encourage people to go get plugged into a small group that actually creates panic in their life. They get really nervous. We're just all wired a little bit differently, and that doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. It just means that we're just different. And some people find it easy to 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 get involved in a spiritual family, and and others do not. So so you ask how? Um, I think the first thing we need to do is pray. Um, I think we need to pray. We need to pray that God would begin to put the right people in in place in our lives, so that. Um, we begin to surround ourselves with with the right people. Pray that he would give us the courage to just simply ask. Um, and and how would you ask? How should you ask? It's simply this: God, you uh, you could say this. God has really put it on my heart that I should surround myself with individuals that'll challenge me to help me grow in my faith. Would you consider partnering me with me in this? Um, just simply asking um, may go a long ways. Um, I think. 
the best way to get plugged into a spiritual family is to take advantage of opportunities we provide at church or is provided at the church that you attend, um, if it's not JCI. At JCI, we host quarterly events designed to help help people get connected into a spiritual family. We have seasonal times where we try to encourage everyone to get plugged into a spiritual family or a small group. We we host women's events and men's events. These are all great opportunities to find a spiritual family. But Ryan, finally, the easiest way to get connected into a spiritual family is to get plugged into a, a serve group. Uh, just begin serving. Our, our church doesn't operate with without the hundreds of volunteers that are serving. The church that you may attend doesn't operate without the the volunteers that serve on a week-to-week basis. Uh, but our serve groups are not just to help the church. Our serve groups are designed to help you. Serve groups are spiritual families, and our serve groups huddle each week. They share what's going on in their lives. They pray for each other. They encourage each other. Our serve groups here at JCI challenge each other to look more and more like Jesus every day. And I believe this, and we say it all the time, you never look more like Jesus than when you're serving. So um, those are just a couple different ways that you might consider getting plugged into a a spiritual family. No, those are great. Ryan, today we've we've talked about why you should have a spiritual family and and how you can have a spiritual family. Why don't you take a moment and paint a picture for us of what it looks like to have a healthy spiritual family in your life? Well, there's there's tremendous power in a healthy spiritual family. And we we know they're great. Uh, there's great personal benefits, right? Making friends, growing spiritually, but but the real benefit actually is a little bigger than that. Uh, the real benefit of a healthy spiritual family is the power that comes from it. Uh, in Matthew 28, we learn the Great Commission, right? There, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age, right? We, we learn the Great Commission, but uh, these are, are instructions from Jesus, uh, and our small groups actually help us to accomplish this, and we see this—we uh, see this result of a healthy small group in Acts two forty-seven, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Right? That's that's Matthew twenty-eight being accomplished. When people see a healthy small group in action, they're they're drawn to it. Uh, they want to be a part of it, and and ultimately they're exposed to the gospel, um, to to the love and grace of Jesus, and it, and it changes their life. That that neighbor who thinks the church isn't for him because he's too sinful, that that hurting single mom who needs a caring heart, a, a listening ear, that unchurched young couple who doesn't have any Christian friends, when they see a healthy small group, the power of that healthy small group and the love of Jesus helps transform their lives. Uh, and the mission of the church is accomplished. So there's there's tremendous power in a healthy spiritual family, right? When it's doing all the things that you talked about, when you're growing in your faith together, you're encouraging each other to read your Bible, when you're caring for each other, it, it brings things to our life that at different seasons we don't or can't receive, maybe from our biological family, or maybe we haven't seen it in that way. Uh, so you know, we stated in the message that we should never stop pursuing our family within the safety of our spiritual family, meaning we, we shouldn't write off our biological family, right? Yes. We, we shouldn't. Uh, but but can you give us some practical things we can do to continue to pursue 
our biological family spiritually, and maybe there's dysfunction, and maybe you're disconnected, but what are some practical things we can do? Sure. Well, I think the best example of how we can do this is by looking at the life of Jesus. I think it's extremely interesting that the gospel writers were not afraid to include just brief stories of the dysfunction that existed in the life of Jesus' family. We've talked about it the last couple of weeks from from the pulpit and from and in the podcast. Uh, we learned that in Matthew, the the writer or Matthew writes that Joseph considered divorcing Mary once once he found out that Mary was pregnant. So dysfunction started immediately in the life of Jesus' family. Mark records that Jesus' family questioned the direction of his life. Like we learned this Sunday. That, that Jesus' family thought he was losing his mind, and they wanted to do like a family intervention. It's, a, it's an extremely interesting passage. Luke records that Jesus' parents were offended of his changing roles. We learned that in week number two of our series. John records that Jesus' brothers questioned his motives, right? Jesus never stopped pursuing his family spiritually. And the most beautiful picture of this that we talked about on Sunday, but it's worth repeating, of of when Jesus was on the cross. And one of the last things he did while he was on the cross was that he connected um, his disciple John to his mother Mary, right? They weren't biologically related at all, but Jesus tried to help connect them spiritually and to establish a spiritual family as one of his last things he did on the cross. So what are some practical things we can do to pursue uh, uh, our family spiritually when they're disconnected? Maybe there's some dysfunction. Here's a couple, just a couple ideas. Uh, Parents, listen, you need to be involved with the lives of your kids when it comes to their selection of friends. Abby and I try to be really cautious about this when it comes to uh, the friends that our, our kids hang out with. We also try to prior, prioritize their participation in student activities at the church. Like, that's a high priority for us. They, are rare, they rarely miss a student event on, on Wednesday nights or Sunday mornings. Why? Because we want them to be connected to a spiritual family. We understand we're not going to always be there for them, um, but they need to learn and be around uh, other other. F- other spiritual family members. Um, and then maybe what if your family is disconnected from you? Um, what if what if your biological family is distant from you? I, I think there's a couple things you can do. I, I think the first thing, and I mentioned it earlier, but I, I think it's very significant. You need to pray for them. Never underestimate the power of prayer. Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, Every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. So pray pray for your family. I think a couple other things you can do is you can send them encouraging communication at different times, whether it's at birthdays or anniversaries. Uh, maybe it's on social media. Send them a card. Send them a letter, a heartfelt letter. You can demonstrate an interest in their life and the things that they're interested in, even though you may not be interested in it, but you can you can demonstrate an interest in it. Um, you can refuse to gossip and complain about them to others. I, I find it interesting that you don't ever hear of Jesus complaining or gossiping about his dysfunctional family. But I guarantee you, he prayed for them. And and I think that's really important. Um, you can send them books. Uh, I remember this as a college student who is somewhat disconnected from my faith. 
Uh, I was disconnected from my family. Uh, and my parents realized that. And they would send me care packages. They would send me cookies. They would send me a roll of quarters so I could do my laundry. And then throughout throughout my time in college, they would sometimes send me a book or something just to challenge me in my faith. And, I, and I'll never forget that. Um, so just send them a book, something something to in, encourage um, their faith. And here's one last thing. Maybe you want to carve out some intentional time to spend with them. Maybe you're not distant from them by proximity. Maybe they live across town or maybe they live within your own city, but there's some relational disconnectedness. Maybe maybe you want to set up some intentional time with them. Maybe it's been a couple months or maybe it's been years. Give them a call. Surprise them and say, hey, I'd like to just go spend some time with you and and see if that gets you anywhere. Um, but all of this, listen, all of this... Don't miss this. All of this is in the context of making sure that you're surrounded by the safety of your own spiritual family, someone that can encourage you and challenge you and and pray for you while you're pursuing your family spiritually. Ryan, I think those are just a few few practical ways that maybe we can use to pursue our our family spiritually. They're good. And Brandon, I remember um, years ago, I wasn't as close to a couple people in my life that I wanted to be. I remember I took some time to write a pretty detailed letter to them, just kind of expressing my encouragement, my love, kind of kind of sharing what God had That's done good. in my life. And I can tell you that my mom, who was close to both of those people, let me know that both of them had held on to that letter um, and had kind of cherished it as a something that, you know, I— I think I think chipped away at some things that that we wanted to happen that we wanted to be closer. So yeah, that's good advice, and yeah. I've and I've used it, and, and I've seen I've seen the fruit of that. Well, Ryan, let's let's wrap up today's podcast just real quickly. You know, as the next steps pastor at JCI, responsible for leading our small group ministry, which by the way is growing. It's it's such a vital piece of the ministry that we do here at, at JCI. Uh, do you have any final thoughts or challenges you would like to just share with our podcast audience today? Yeah, just quickly. You know, it's my hope that every single person at our church and those listening who may not attend JCI would would seek to join a small group. Uh, I, I'm reminded on a monthly basis of what they bring to a person's life uh, and to God's purposes for the body of Christ, people caring for each other, encouraging each other, being challenged, serving together, traveling together. I mean, just really bonding. Um, so I'm reminded all the time, and so that my my hope is everyone listening would be sure to get into, into group, uh, would be sure to jump into a serve group, or be a part of one of our men's gatherings, or upcoming ladies' events, or or a small group when we have our full relaunch here at the end of August. So now, the prospect of every person in a small group excites me, but it also presents an exciting challenge, and that is the opportunity for us to begin many new spiritual families this fall. You know, right here at JCI, and, and then perhaps if you're listening and, man, you, you don't have one or your church, I'd encourage you to, to start one. Uh, get some neighbors, get some people at church and say, hey, let's let's have a Bible study. I mean, there's just so much fruit in it, but that challenge excites me. So if you're interested in in getting in a group or leading a group, please email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. And man, we'll do our best to connect you to a group. Uh, and we'll do our best to give you some next steps for leading one. So it's going to be an uh, exciting um, time of year as more and more people get plugged in. But yeah, we would love to have more people who are interested in, in being a group leader. Ryan, thanks for hanging out with us today. It's always, it's always fun to have you on the podcast and for sharing your insight with us. 
And as always, thank you for listening today. We hope that we've encouraged you and challenged you in some way. And we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.